Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. It's time now for our moment of faith. On the phone, I have Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. And I think, Doug, you said we were going to talk about children's songs and another hymn as well, right? Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to talk about several children's songs and, uh, and, and how they are received by adults as opposed to how they are memorized by children. We'll, we'll do a little contrasting here with uh, the uh, content and quality of our faith. All right? Okay. All right. So uh, the idea is that we're looking at the lasting importance of children's hymns this week. We're doing this because of what Jesus teaches us in Matthew chapter 18. He says, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Sounds pretty uncomplicated. Right. If you humble yourself like a child, you're great in the kingdom. Probably the most famous of all children's hymns is this one. I bet you know which one I'm going to sing. Uh, Jesus loves me. You got it. <laughs> Jesus loves me. This, this I know, for, for the, the Bible tells me so. so. <laughs> Little ones to him belong. They are weak, weak but, but he is strong. strong. Yes, Jesus, Jesus loves, loves me. me. Yes, Jesus, Jesus loves me. me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. <laughs> Isn't it something you how you it. just keep those songs, they just stay with you forever, those songs you learned in Sunday school? And, you know, I think that's, that's an important part of what we're talking about this week. As we have learned in recent weeks, there's usually a story behind the writing of a hymn. Mm -hmm. And this hymn was written by Anna Warner and her sister Susan, actually by Susan herself. Uh, they grew up at uh, West Point Military Academy, and uh, they became known there for leading Sunday school services for the young men uh, in that area. I would imagine there were a lot of young men right by the West Point Military Academy. So you think so, yes. <laughs> yeah. After the death of their father, a New York lawyer, the sisters supported themselves with their various literary endeavors. Susan became known as a best-selling novelist and published two collections of hymns, uh, of, right, not, not hymns, of poems, that's it, um, which were also hymns. She wrote this simple hymn in 1860, a while ago, to be included in one of her sister's novels. In the novel, it was written uh, as a hymn of comfort spoken to a dying child, which would underst underscore the significance of the lyrics. Another 19th century writer whom we met last week, Philip Bliss, remember, he's the guy who wrote the lyrics to the uh, hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. He wrote the music to the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Right. The lyrics were written by Horatio Spafford. He wrote the children's hymn, Jesus Loves Even Me. Last Sunday, we were with our organist, and I pulled up a copy of the, of the hymn and said, will you play it on the organ? And she did, and I didn't recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it must be a simple tune, but it's still complicated, I guess, to some degree. Uh, Philip Bliss was attending a worship service at which was sung the children's hymn, Oh, How I Love Jesus, which is yet a third hymn. The chorus was sung over and over again in this service. And the chorus goes like this. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. 
Paul Bliss uh, wasn't really against this song, but he thought in response to what he heard in that service, uh, hadn't I been singing enough about my poor love for Jesus? Shouldn't I rather sing about his great love for me? So Bliss wrote his hymn, Jesus Loves Even Me, in response to him hearing over and over again, Oh, How I Love Jesus. Uh, The lyrics to this hymn include these verses and chorus. And I will not sing it because I still don't know the melody. (laughs) melody. I'm not real familiar with the song you're about to uh, read here. I I don't know. must have been famous uh, a century and a half ago, but not now. I am so glad that our Father in heaven tells of his love in the book he has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Though I forgot him and wandered away, still he doth love me uh, wherever I stray. Back to his dear loving arms I would flee when I remember that Jesus loves me. Oh, if only there's only one song I can sing when in his beauty I see the great king. This shall be my song through eternity be. Oh, what a wonder that Jesus loves me. So that's, that's, the, uh, that's the lyrics. Well, we adults can say all sorts of things about the faith of little children. And uh, since we both have grandchildren, we've gone through a couple of generations of this stuff. <laughs> uh, we think of them as being less mature than we are. I can understand the concern Philip Bliss had about the content of a repeated chorus from a children's song. But it's also important to remember that Jesus talked about little children being the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. This doesn't mean that children have no problems with believing or faith. But it does mean that their faith is so much more uncomplicated than ours. And I think that's the point this week. Maybe that's just why, after many years, we still remember the words and music we learned as children in places like Sunday school. Mm-hmm. As you just said, Gary. Yeah. Here's, here's one more interesting little connection to the children's hymn. Probably one of the most famous theologians in the Nazi era in the 20th century was the Swiss preacher named Karl Barth. Not to be confused with the president of Concordia Seminary who was named Karl Barth. They were entirely different guys in entirely different generations. But anyway, this Karl Barth, uh, one time someone asked him to summarize the basic truths of the Christian faith. Barth gave this simple answer. Jesus loves me, this I know, for, for the, the Bible, Bible tells me so. Tells me so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here's this really smart theologian, and he says, this is what it's all about. <laughs> Very encouraging. Yeah. Well, let me just share a little word of prayer with you and give you a preview of next week. Sounds great. Thanks. Lord, we thank you that you teach us about your steadfast love and promises in the words of some children's hymns that we learned many years ago. Help us to continue teaching your word to the generation of our children and grandchildren in this way. For we pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior and friend. Amen. Amen. You know, I keep thinking of other songs, too, like uh, Jesus Loves the Little Children of the World. and That's right. Uh, Jesus loves the little children, Jesus all the little children the little of the children, world. All the children, Yellow, yeah. black, and white, they are precious in his sight because Jesus, Jesus loves, loves the little children. children. Those, those are you bringing all that back to me. You know, I've got some, most of my grandkids are older, but I actually have a great grandkid that I need to start singing some of those songs to, yeah. 
Sure, so. because that's that's the basic that's the basic idea behind singing the hymns. Yeah. If they know the word, even if they know the word in the hymns in the songs, uh, that's something they can build on as they grow up. If they don't know those things when they are young, then they can get hopelessly lost when they grow up. Right, and isn't that a commentary on the world in which we live? It sure is. So, what are we yeah. talking about next week? Next week, we're looking up a 20th century hymn, so something that's written a little bit uh, later than the one we were talking about this week. And this hymn was written by a lady by the name of Kathleen Thompson. She was an organist who lived in St. Louis and was on the music faculty of Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was uh, 1966. Uh, and she faced some problems while she was trying to take her mother home to Houston, Texas. A uh, little bit of a uh, little bit of difficulty. Uh, just just to show you that uh, we aren't the only generation that has seen all sorts of crazy things happen already in the 1960s, and of course long before that. But as she traveled to Houston with her mom, she wrote the hymn "I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light." And so we're going to tell you a little bit about Kathleen Thompson. I thought it was especially good because we got a connection back to St. Louis. That's what I was just thinking too. That St. Louis connection uh, for all our listeners here in the St. Louis region, and for us. There's a connection back to Southern Illinois. Right. (laughs) That's right. Because we both live in Southern Illinois. That's right. So we'll talk next week. All right. Thanks. Uh, God's blessings on your week, Gary, and God's blessings on our listeners. Yeah. And thank you, Doug. Have a great week.